Get with the program, son. Yeah. <laughs> hey, folks, welcome to Culture Jack. You're here with Dustin Anthony. Tonight, we've got some current culture for you. We're going to be talking about QuakeCon and a bunch of the other cons that are happening this fall in 2018. So get your headphones on. You're about to get jacked. Dun, dun, dun. Jack, 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 jack attack. Oh yeah, so tonight's topic, we're diving into some of the events that are happening this fall. Some have already happened. Are we talking about some that have already happened? or We're just talking about random shit that is uh, <laughs> like currently going on. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, how's it different from the regular podcast? It's not really. Uh, some, some of the things that I wanted to talk about, uh, some of the information out of QuakeCon, especially relating to Fallout 76. Um Red Dead Redemption 2 gameplay footage that we just got here recently, uh, VidCon uh, 2018, and uh, some of the uh, YouTuber creator changes that are coming out or have already already been exposed. So was like, do you have a preference on any of those topics? We could talk about James Gunn, you know, and his uh, termination from I, Disney. I think you just laid out a whole crap load. So let's just start with one of them. All right, how about uh, the information from QuakeCon on Fallout 76? Okay. Lay it down. You're the one. I, I didn't you catch up seen on it. this. No, no. You haven't seen it. Okay, so the um, Fallout, <laughs> Fallout 76, uh, they released new gameplay footage. They had a, uh, a little, little showcase of uh, stuff involving the perks and how leveling and why are you smirking at me? God damn it. Uh, <laughs> the, Keep the, it together. <laughs> the perks, the leveling. Uh, they also talked a little bit about griefing and bounties. Uh, so which is, is kind of interesting because it is a online multiplayer experience. So the first time for a Fallout franchise. So we're apprehensive and excited about that, I think. Um, but with that, that, we also had some worries like... Is this is some online you know tween gonna come hunt us down, kill us, take our stuff, uh, grief us, hang around our camp, you know, break our camp, et cetera, et cetera? Not that we're gonna be necessarily pushovers. Uh, you guys, you guys get online on the Xbox and you you can find that out for yourselves. But um, how's that gonna work? And then they talked about that and that. And I think that was. Uh, the majority of it. So when, when it comes to griefing, a big part of the anti-griefing measures were that they were going to, if some rando, we'll call you the rando, because you're the most random fella I know, uh, you came and killed some normal, you know, do good, awesome person like myself. And I didn't fight back. Like I was trying to get away or I wasn't, I wasn't dealing with your stuff. It was not a consensual fight. Uh, you forced yourself upon me, and th- I, I I hope this is really hitting home for you after that Me Too episode that we did. Uh, that <laughs> is not out yet, <laughs> but will be out here in the next week or two. Um, if you kill me, then you get a red star on the map where your player icon is. Everyone can see where you are. You can no longer see other players, and you now also have a bounty on your head. This bounty, anyone can come and collect. It grows uh, each person you murder. Um, but I, I, I feel like that's a pretty good anti-griefing measure. What do you? How do you feel about that? Set some of your anxieties aside from 
I I think it adds uh, a new layer to prevent some of the bullshit that could happen. You know, I I'm still excited. They, Rockstar's kind of or not Rockstar, excuse me. Bethesda really hasn't stepped up on some of the footage, so I'm still waiting to see that. Yeah, I mean, what you just described, I am it 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 kind of cuts some of the steam or some of the some of the unquestioned like is this going to be some bullshit where you're instant popping is it going to be kind of call of duty esque to where or halo where you pop and then you get killed you pop and it turns into this thing to where guys that just want to play the game or guys that are you know maybe it's you and your buddy are, are playing and then this jackass or a group of jackasses just keeps killing you or whatever um we'll have to see though i mean obviously it the theory sounds great we'll see how the execution is once the game's out uh yeah I I I'm excited for I <laughs> I love Fallout you love Fallout but the the thing that excites excites me the most about this game is you get to go into a Fallout world with your friend with your friends with your pals and you get to explore that world together yeah I I have no doubt in my mind because I'm I'm one of the hoarders in Fallout I think many people are you know you got to get the broken fans and the TVs and the radios and everything else. Uh, is there going to be enough stuff in this world for me? Is there going to be enough things well, to supposed, hoard? It's supposed to be quite a bit larger than the past world. So, you know, that's that's to be determined, right? And then the story arc, how does that work in this new world? Yeah, there's no NPCs, so how are you going to have a single player? Right, I know that they said a lot of holotape stuff and so forth and so on. I mean, so the interaction itself, what what does that look like? Because that was one of the large things with three, four, or three and four Fallout, you know, in so, New Vegas, in New Vegas, yeah. So through those three games, I mean, that interaction with the characters that was, in my opinion, one of the benefactors that drew me to the game because there was some pretty cool shit you did. Yeah. So we'll have to see. You know, it's getting close though with uh, Fallout seventy six being released here here shortly yeah a couple months so i think uh they'll be dropping definitely dropping some new footage and if it's a traditional fallout game they'll have a very unique way of dropping that footage um and we'll have to go from there and see what what it is that their uh approach really is i mean we got the preliminaries obviously with with todd howard's thing at e e uh three and then what you what you saw at QuakeCon, but i Without a doubt in my mind, they're going to start hitting the PR train here pretty quick. Uh, I know we're going to talk about Fallout in a in a future episode just by itself. But what was your favorite Fallout at this to at, the, the, at this point? Son seventy six. Not we're not talking about seventy six. Obviously, it's not out yet. Right. But um, probably 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 say Fallout Four at this time. You like Fallout Four. Yeah, I mean, like, 3 was fantastic. My mind was blown when it came out. You know, Fallout 1, Fallout 2 was good. Um, but Fallout 4, because I f personally I feel like they had a little bit of everything. Okay, and I'm going to stop you right there. We'll table that conversation for that future episode. Okay, some other things, though, that they talked about with Fallout 76 was the the leveling system. And, God 
Damn it, you're smirking again, you son of a gun. Okay, so it, it, the leveling system in Fallout 76, is a, it's, it's got to be a little bit unique because it is a multiplayer game. And so they, they made it so there are what are called perk cards. And so you will design your character like any, any other Fallout game. You, you measure them according to a series of special stats with the strength and perception and endurance and so on. Um, and then however many points you have into that stat, you can assign different cards. And each, cards have a, each card has a point assignment. So you have a level, level one card, a level three card, and a level two card. You've now got six points in that special stat that you have seven points available. So you got one more slot for a little tiny level, level one card. And the cards can be traded in and out whenever you want. You can, you can replace them from your current deck uh, to make your character different or unique or say you're going on a particular mission where you need to be able to haul more loot or you need to be able to have better melee skills you can do that uh so just kind of hearing about that progression system and we talked about a little bit earlier what do you what do you think about that i i don't know i mean i like the the old perk system so again without playing the game and seeing it in action, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I always liked and thought that the way that Fallout did the perk system was very creative um, and, and fun because, you know, like Fallout 4 is the most relevant thing to talk about. And that's, you know, they had the little poster board thing and you go through and you could see the little funny little animations of what it represented for each, what it represented for each perk. I mean, so, again, that's an important part of Fallout. Um, three, you know, three Vegas and, and four have had those perks the way that they are in the FPS world. So again, um, without playing the game, it's, it's hard to tell. I'm interested to see, to see what that really looks like. But again, with the whole, uh, P2, the player to player interactions and stuff and activities, I think that that's, it's going to be a different experience because of that with everything else. So I, in Fallout uh, 3 and Fallout New Vegas, they had perks and they had skills. In Fallout 4, they got rid of the skills and they rolled some of those skills into uh, the perk system. Right. So, it, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be weird to see if – because I'm sure a lot of those perks are now rolled into this new card system. Like you've got the, the – uh, sun sunshine one where you you gain you know health as you go through the day you got the vampire one where you get health at night um, I'm sure those will probably be rolled into some of those special stats as perk cards later um, so I think it's gonna be pretty I'm excited to try it I'm excited to be able to mix and match my character do you think well I don't know if they do this may be it may have been confirmed already but do you think they have uh, the ability to make multiple characters? In one game? No, not well. I guess it it wouldn't make sense if they didn't just. You know, you got your you got your tough guy. You got your 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 sneaky guy. You got your oh different kind of classes. Yeah, like with your skills and your cards or whatever. I guess it's not coming out of my mind like I intended to. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I'm not real clear on what you're trying to say, but yeah, I mean, you could obviously with your with the cards, and I'm I'm sure you can trade them or sell them or. Because if you get a shitty card, then it's not going to fall into suit because we all play that game that way, right? Mm. Like, naturally, you're going to play that game as 
Dustin, mm-hmm. and I'm going to play the game as Anthony. So if if I like playing a sneaky character, then I, I want things that are going to benefit me in that world. Or if you want to be a melee character, your physical you know your physical strength has to be way up, and X, Y, and Z. Your endurance should probably be a little bit higher. So I would they they have to play to that somewhat or else the customization part of the game is is uh, starting to be lost because then it's like well no i don't get to choose how i play my character you know i think that there will be an element of randomness and you'll hopefully have the opportunity to kind of either trade or sell or buy certain cards because that would make the most sense now they have to still have the bobbleheads I don't know if they have the bobbleheads. They have to. Maybe that's they a do. staple. Maybe they do. I mean, that's a staple. They do. They do. They talked about that at the QuakeCon uh, press, presser. They hey man, I wasn't arguing. You just, like, argued with yourself. They do or they don't. <laughs> you said no and yes. I said, listen here, you son of a bitch. That's not right. And then I also said, no, you listen here, you son of a bitch. It is right. <laughs> so is it deal or no deal? Which is it? Deal. They've got bobbleheads. Okay. I'll All right, let's $10 keep, let's keep moving. What was the uh, next thing we were going to dive okay, into? So just a little bit about the YouTube changes, and they were announced back, uh, I think, I think for, I, way back early in the year, uh, like in January as well, the uh, memberships on YouTube. So you... You, you come to my YouTube page and you've, you're subscribed to it already. So hopefully you're getting the notifications in your subscription box and all that. But you will now have the option. I, I believe it is with um, YouTube creators that have 10,000 or more subscribers right away. And then they're going to roll it out to the rest. Right now it is a, a standard $4.99 price point for it and you can sign up for a membership for my channel. What are you going to get with that membership to my channel? You might ask, well, you will get access to, uh, you know, exclusive content that I make just members only. You will also, um, get access to premieres, um, or that's, that's maybe another change. Um, and then you'll get exclusive icons and badges in, you know, super chat and comment sections uh, akin to if you were to make like a moderator or something else on your on your channel. And then they also did that where you can you can schedule premieres. I don't know if they've rolled it out yet. I don't think they have. But where you can assign a video to be released on a certain date and it will assign that video a countdown. So you publish it and you say, hey, this premiere, you know, this super movie that I've just created, it's coming out Saturday and I'll have a countdown timer uh, on it. And so that's pretty cool as well. And then third one that I didn't hear about, but you already knew about was the ability to put uh, your YouTube content uh, creator merchandise directly under your channel on kind of a shelf uh, for advertisement. So how, do, how does that all strike you? It's, uh, you know, I don't Ten know. words or less. I, I don't know. I mean, four ninety nine a month for exclusive content per person. I, I'm not a fan of that. Okay. I, I don't. I mean, they've got, they've got YouTube Red. That's been going on. I don't know as a creator what the benefit to a creator is. 
on YouTube Red. I know that uh, watching analytics, I haven't seen it before, but it used to show me, and I haven't looked either recently, but it used to show me like a red content viewers. And I believe as a content creator, like you didn't get paid for ads when I, w- when I was uh, making money on YouTube. Well, they, they which said- Which was kind of bullshit. When it comes to this membership, it's four ninety nine price tag. 30% of that goes to YouTube. And then 70% of it goes to the creator. Right. But so $4.99 per person is, is fairly expensive. It is, it's, it's very steep. And I think the impetus for this change or for this adjustment was that a lot of YouTube creators are they've they've moved in and had campaigns on websites like Patreon where they say, hey, come support the channel. You can become an elite member. You can become a, a premium member and you can get X, Y and Z. And so YouTube saw that. And I think they're trying to adopt that model directly into YouTube uh, so you can support the creators that you enjoy. With that being said, like I said, right now, 10,000 subscriber mark, uh, $4.99, you know, flat rate. But they did say that that number was going to go down for the amount of subscribers. And also, the um, you, they'd have some flexibility in the, the price at some point. So you could do like a dollar uh, subscription or you could do a $2 subscription or whatever, which is a, a, a thing that they had on VidMe when that was a serious competitor for YouTube. Well, it was never really a serious yeah, competitor, but it was... When I don't it was, know that it was a serious. So, I, I I think it's good for creators. I I think that that's kind of a cool kind of a cool thing. You know, actually, as, as I said it, one thing I did think about is like you know you got guys that dedicate a lot of their life to this, and you know they're they're banking on ads and and they're banking on uh, endorsements and they're banking on. So I mean, getting getting kind of a a better, you know, air quote cash flow or a direct from consumer cash flow. Maybe it's not. Maybe there is something to that because if you think about like Netflix, you're paying whatever. I think it's up to like fifteen bucks a month now, right? You know, it started off at what six bucks a month, I think, or something, right? Yeah. So you're getting all of that service for that price now. With certain YouTubers, you're getting content every day or once a week or twice a week the whole year, you know, and some of those shows that you're watching are 20 minutes or 30 minutes or an hour, actually, I don't know, whatever, any, any of that spectrum. But if you think about that, you're getting 10 episodes, you watch a YouTuber, dude, you're getting how many, you know, 52 weeks in a year. So if they did one video a week, that's 52 episodes, right? Is that worth five bucks a month? Yeah. I guess it'd depend on what you're, what, how you feel about that content, right? If you like those videos enough, that you're like, hey, I'm getting a, a banging banging deal for this entertainment that I enjoy. Um, is it is it worth this amount uh, a month to support that that person? And you know, maybe there's a a, a thing like a, a Twitch or something where you can you do a tip jar instead. I don't know where this is going to go in the future, but I think it's kind of an exciting prospect. You know, presently, at least with that membership thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know either. It's, it's pretty interesting as far as brand sourcing and everything like that on there. That's, that's been on there for a while. That's just doing your sponsors or doing your personal brands. So that's kind of a unique thing in, in itself. Um, 
I, I still believe that YouTube, we've just seen the start of what real online media looks like. And I feel, you know, five to 10 years, it's going to be carved into something a lot greater than what it is today. I mean, online media is just, is growing so advanced and so quick that it's uh, very interesting. So what else is on the, the list? Uh, so just the kind of the last thing that I wanted to talk about on this particular current culture uh, was Red Dead Redemption 2. They just dropped here a week or two ago some new gameplay footage. And you saw that. You said you saw it a few times, in fact. Yes, I did. <laughs> well, what'd you think? Incredible. I what's, what, what was great to me about watching that was it was everything I wanted it to be. You know what I mean? It, it, it didn't fall short on the expectations. Um, and it was obviously more than than what what I was expecting, but it didn't fall short. And I didn't think it was going to just because I've got faith in Rockstar. I think Rockstar is one of those developers that really goes all in and says, you know what, we're going to give them the best, the best possible thing. If we have to hold it, we're going to hold it. Uh, and they're the, they're the best sandbox game developer out there. I, I think that's a hard argument for anybody to try to come into. Uh, you know, Bethesda's uh, really second in my mind, and, and they're really good at what they do. I'm not saying any, anything in that world, but they've had a lot more glitches. So uh, overall, I think it looks fantastic. I'm I'm definitely buying into that bad boy. The the um, it for me, you said it was everything that you'd hoped it would be. Like I, I I I thought that it was going to be a like Red Dead Redemption, like the first one or, or the last one that they had because they had Red Dead Revolver two before that, I believe. But uh, the Red Dead Redemption, I thought it was going to be just like that with kind of some up upscaled graphics, you know, I, I didn't really see the huge graphical leaps that it was going to take. I didn't really see kind of the huge, uh, dynamic things that it was going to do. Like in that trailer, they, the guy, he, he hunted a, he hunted a deer and he put it on the back of his horse. And it was like the physics on that, on that animal on the back of his horse and him getting into his saddlebags and things like that. That blew my mind, man. I was like, holy cow. Because before I could go out and I could, in Red Dead Redemption, just go hunt, shoot a thing, go skin a thing, get everything that I needed. Now I've got to go, it's, it's like hunter simulation, basically. <laughs> and there's a really good breakdown video of the uh, animal physics. Uh, I think IGN put it out. With, oh, with, horse testicles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, everyone's obsessed with those horse yeah, testicles. That, in Red that Dead. and uh, like horse dancing, I guess. Now you can do like there's a certain name for it. I don't I don't recall what the name is, uh, but yeah, the physics of the horses. There's there was a couple examples, just the general the gameplay physics where there's a a scene where he falls into the mud and it shows an imprint of him in the mud after he falls into it, and not like a shitty imprint, but like a smeared shouldered imprint into the mud so rockstar's level of detail uh, they're, they're just killing it man i i think it's funny how we're impressed consistently by the same things but much improved because i remember you and i having a conversation similar to this when we were young junior high 
uh, boys, where we were talking about Metal Gear Solid. And if you remember sneaking around in Metal Gear Solid and the first time that the soldier saw your footprints in the snow, that had never been done before in a game. Oh, my God. And so it just feels like kind of the the correct evolution of that that conversation, those kinds of game mechanics, but in a in a better, bigger game in a better, bigger way. Well, well, right. I mean, now. It's I wouldn't say it's an expectation expectation but it's a characteristic that i feel falls well in a rockstar game well in a top tier developer's game to where they should have this level of detail they should be able to execute a story that grabs you and fucking keeps you in the moment from start to finish you know that is something that Rockstar should be able to do. That's something that should come with this new Fallout 76 is it's like, guys, you know, it's not fuck around time anymore. You know, you guys do these things so well uh, that you got to be able to execute them at a very high caliber. Um, and Red Dead Redemption, I think, even outside of the details and the graphics from what we saw, I think, it's, I mean, the story, the little snippets of the story from the cinematic trailer, mm-hmm. um, and then the little tidbits from them explaining that the uh, new gunplay, uh, the gunplay is supposed to be incredible. Uh, you have more decision-making ability with the gameplay trailer it explained, too. So um, with all of the shit, the hours and hours of just stupid shit you'll be doing from hunting to whatever else... Uh, I think that it's going to be one hell of a game. I mean, you know, Grand Theft Auto Five to me, when I first, you know, when I first started playing that, I was like, oh, this is pretty familiar. And then the story as it unfolds, I'm like, holy shit. Not only at the time Grand Theft Auto Five was fun, just fucking fun. Right. But the story, man, if I felt like I was playing like a new school Pulp Fiction <laughs> in a, in a, Badass world. Who's the director of, um, you know, Sherlock Holmes? Uh, Guy the, Ritchie. Yeah, it's just like a Guy Ritchie film. Yeah, Guy Ritchie, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it was almost like those two. It's a hybrid blended. Way. Yeah, and so I, I'm stoked uh, to see. I was super happy. You sent me the gameplay stuff. I watched it, and then again, I watched a, a couple different uh, reviews of, of it as they went into a little bit more detail, frame by frame. <laughs> which which is always like fucking mind blowing. Like some of those guys, I mean, like I was literally watching this guy explain this thing as he went frame by frame by frame. And Jesus, how long was that video? It's three hours. No, <laughs> well, no, because I mean the trailer the trailer wasn't that long, and he would talk through points, and then they would stop and go like, see what we're talking about A B C. That's like some of the horse detail was one of them. Um, but it, it just amazes me that someone's like paying that close attention and then they have the ability to kind of spin a story onto it, which which was a good story. I know you've, you've seen many review videos, uh, well, whether it's movies or video games for where they're, they're hitting Easter eggs and all this shit. And you're like, damn, dude, I was just happy to see this shit. Like, I didn't even think about it. You know what I mean? Like, it was cool to watch it. You talked about you talked about the high caliber of this this game or how how this game looks. I was listening to Game Scoop a little bit and they were talking about God of War. And and they were talking about you know God of War has reached 
a a peak a level like the new game i haven't played it yet but it's it looks gorgeous it looks amazing it looks really fun and and gameplay to cinematics looks just seamless i mean it's beautiful um and they said that that's you know gameplay has reached a pinnacle with these kinds of games and with red dead redemption 2 do you think with games reaching this caliber it does it does it change the industry? Does it make the industry? Does it force it to improve and make a make these kinds of games uh, with other studios as well? Yeah, absolutely. I I think what it does is it sets a precedence amongst these other games that are going to play in that world, whatever that world may be, whether it's a first person shooter or a sandbox game. I think that it definitely kind of says, okay, well, if you're going to compete with us, no matter what the genre is, you are going to have to bring certain things, you know, a level of detail, a a very bold and strong story. Um, and you're gonna have to have a fully developed game, or and you innovate. will. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, like Red Dead, you, you know, talking about both Red Dead Redemption and Fallout 76, both approaches are different. You know, the Fallout 76, all the, the perk things that you were talking about, uh, the it's the player to player game now. That's way new, right? Red Dead Redemption talked about, hey, we revisited the gunfighting mechanics. We revisited the horse mechanics. We revisited uh, how you interact with every player, not just one. Uh, We also... They also evolved the community to where if there's a fist fight, guys will come from up the street to watch the fist fight, and then they'll interact accordingly. I mean, so there's a lot of shit in this game. I'm sitting here like, holy cow, because they want to add, they wanted to add Rockstar in that case, wanted to add a level of realism towards like if a fight broke out, people aren't just going to wander around, right? Like they're going to go to the fight, you know, and if someone gets pushed over, they're going to start punching or kicking or they're going to run off, but it's not going to be as like bullshit as the past. It's going to be more real in a sense. So absolutely, I think that this paves a way for many many future games that are hopefully will leverage some of this stuff because it has to evolve man i mean we talked about youtube look at look at the evolutions youtube's made look at when you talked about metal gear solid look at the evolutions metal gear solids made you know so naturally yes and and, and i'm a fan of it to tell you the truth because it puts pressure on some of the small guys, it also puts pressure on some of the big guys. If some of these other guys want to contend, hey man, this is this is the uh, the buy-in price to play at the big boys' table, and this is the level you do it at. Well, right, because yeah. you know creatively, that's going to fuel them to say, you know what, fuck, we we really got to push it. Titanfall is a good example of that, man. I mean, those those guys had to push. Okay, how are we going to break into the FPS market? And because that's not an easy market, I feel like I feel like that market personally is kind of plateaued. I haven't seen anything that I've been super excited about. I've seen a lot of renditions. I've seen a lot of, uh, I won't say junk, but man, call of duty sells Buku, Buku copies every year. It's fucking auto dude. It's like auto sales. Yeah. Auto sales. Call of duty. I'm not, it's like um, a, it's like a fucking app on your phone now, dude. I, That's what it reminds. It's like a paid subscription to whatever audio bowl or whatever it is you're into. You play Fortnite? No, they're making money hand over fist. That's what I've heard. 
I've heard Fortnite is killing it. So, but no, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens though with everything. I I'm excited. I'm excited to see what these two guys bring bring you know and i'm also excited to see what dlc gets dropped i mean grand theft auto is still killing it with dlc man i'm like I'm, <laughs> i haven't I been, been playing, playing it but man i get excited just watching the fucking videos of the shit that they're coming out with i'm like this is the coolest thing they, ever they've supported that game for a long time and that's really really damn cool it is it's you absolutely absolutely um and then we'll see what happens with fallout too i mean because you know there's the the rumor mill is that they have a uh, another fallout in the works that's not on this whole crazy engine. Oh, right, like a next gen. Yeah, fallout. Yeah. So like they're operating on a different different than the Fallout Four engine. Yeah, because yeah. this one isn't on the Fallout Four engine. This one isn't. No, seventy six. No, it's on that Oracle engine or whatever that other engine was called. Oh, weird. That was it was built on the engine to operate because it just looks like a reskinned fallout four to be honest with you i mean that's what it looks like no supposedly well actually this was in development before if i remember correctly before or right at the same time as fallout four but this is built all on online engines so it can operate at a different capacity because it's when they structure it it's structured completely different right um in the way they build it so so what a i mean what a Bitch, though, we've got uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 releasing at the end of October, and then in the middle of November, we've got Fallout 76. How are you going to manage, uh, I don't know, doing normal adult live living things and being able to play both of these great games at once? What are you going to do? What am I going to do? What are we all going to do? Are we going to hob it up in our holes and... Our holes, our homes, don't hob it up in your hole. The f- <laughs> what the fuck was that? I don't know. I'm fucking tired, dude. I don't even know what the fuck that means. But uh, what I'm gonna do is lick your lips. I'm gonna start fucking training. What are you gonna train? My thumbs, my index fingers. I'm gonna go old school with my training tactics. Play some games. Drink Mountain Dew. Eat some Fritos. <laughs> I'm going to get fucking prepared for the best back-to-back game release in quite a while, my friend. The That's greatest the greatest part strategy. greatest part too is how the fuck can you get pl- to get tired? How can you get tired of the ability to play a post-apocalyptic game and then jumping over to playing a fucking cowboy? That's like perfect. It's it's not two FPSs. It's not, you know what I'm saying? That's like, that's pretty They're perfect. dramatically different games, yeah. It's going to be it's gonna be a fun fall season. I mean, not for my family, but for me, it's going to be it's gonna be great. I just, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad that it is that, though, and it's nothing, not two similar games. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? It's not two, two first-person shooters or like GTA and, and that or fallout and well i told you before i never beat red dead redemption so i'm playing through that again i'm 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 i intend to beat it and try not to get too distracted with all of the you know side quests and hunting and everything else and just stick to finding the giant b on the map and the giant m and the giant w and the giant t or or whatever else um because i never beat that one so i'm gonna do that to prepare um fallout 4 
I've also never beaten that. Maybe I should dive back into that. I've got a character pretty high level. I could probably do it. That's what I keep thinking about too. Is uh, Fallout Four? I did. I beat Red Dead, but I did not beat that. So I hope you enjoyed this. It's kind of an extra episode. It's a current culture. That's what it is. We just talk about current events and things like that. But that is the end of the episode. So make sure you throw your headphones to the floor. Check us out on Twitter at CultureJack. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And make sure you tune in next week. Culture Jacked. Tech, games, movies, and more.